This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here live at Artspace at Untitled, and I'm visiting with visual artist April Holder. April, thanks so much. I appreciate you being here tonight. Hi, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's nice to continue the conversation. Yes. I thought uh, what we might do, I know since we've talked before about your life journey and, and had spoken about some things related to that, I really appreciate you bringing uh, one of your pieces here tonight, and I didn't know, not to put you on the spot, but I thought if you wanted to talk a little bit about it first, and then we could kind of do a little bit of catching up, if you're okay with that. Sure, that's Yeah, great. yeah. Um, so these pieces are my pull-away pieces, and it started out... A lot of my work has to do with identity and your, your sense of self, and mine it has a very broad spectrum because it's not just my identity as a female or a Native American, but you know, being a contemporary Native American, living in an ever-changing world that has lots of technology and how you absorb that when you grew up with such a traditional mentality as I did. So what I do is I incorporate these images and the selfies popular. People love the selfie. It's your way to show yourself to the world, right? Oh, yeah. And there's so much with your identity and with that presentation of yourself that goes out onto social media. For all people, but especially for women, there's an emphasis on being beautiful and being presentable and being something that's desirable and gorgeous. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I believe that there are truly people that that's sincerely all of who they are to encompass not just their physical form but you know who they are mentally spiritually in every sense of the word but there's always such a heavily em emphasis on doing that on being pretty on being something nice to look at and so what I did was I took selfies and then I started thinking about how do I pull away from that idea how do I pull away from the idea of what it is I look like because sometimes I will do shows and people are happy to meet the artist, but they don't look at my work. And mm. I, it, it's, it becomes a challenge because I, I'm like, oh, you're here to see who I am. You're going to see more of who I am on this, you know, in this installation or on this canvas, in this piece, you know, more so than just kind of seeing what I look like. Yeah. It, it, it tells more. So I started doing that with the pieces. So they originally started out as these self-portraits, and then I started pulling, literally pulling the image away, like uh, how when you stretch a Xerox copy, you know, it yeah. pulls that, that color and that tone, and it, and it distorted it into these beautiful abstract lines of color and, you know, tones and lights and darks, and then I started relating to that side of the image more, you know, I'm like, that's really what people's personalities are, it's their light and their dark, and, you know, when they have their things that challenge them or make them feel invisible and then those things that make them shine brighter and um, so I married the two together in the image so part of it's me and then the other part's me as well but it's not everything that's so literal just presented into the selfie it's everything that comes after that interesting so would that almost be kind of like maybe your energy or what, what some people refer to as your vibrations energy or? thought process you know the very part of your existence that's your essence it's all those things, you know, and and it's just a little piece of it that I was able to put into two small pieces. You know, it's not all of it. You never, no artwork is the whole story. Every, we've talked about this before. No yeah. piece of art is the whole story. It's the entire body of work. It won't be done until I'm dead and gone, and even then, maybe not. If I do some work the right way, it won't be done. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's... And I wonder sometimes too if uh, is it you know, I know you're talking about you know for instance when you know when you when you look at an artist's work sometimes you know trying to balance you know looking at the work 
you know, looking at the, you know, and I realize there's a physical manifestation, and you mm-hmm. also have, you know, their, you know, their psychological makeup, spiritual, mm-hmm. all those aspects. I wonder sometimes if it's very easy to kind of get wrapped up in just one, you know, one aspect of an artist versus, you know, you know, you, you can really get focused on their work, but maybe not understand anything about them. Yes. Or maybe you're, or maybe not even be curious about that all. And I don't know if I am, maybe I'm strange. Whenever I find myself going to art galleries, I mean, I love looking at the work, but then I'm also wondering, it would be really cool to actually meet this artist and hear them talk about the work and mm-hmm. understand, you know, where they were at psychologically and spiritually when they did yeah, it. But. Yeah, I mean, you like that connection because then, you know, you really see where you truly related to the intent behind the work. And then, as artists, we do get thrilled when people understand us. Yeah. We're always struggling to be understood. That's such... It's it's something we, we aspire for, you know? We, and, and, I mean, sometimes you have to look at paintings and pieces. It's almost like one page out of a whole book or even you know smaller than that one sentence out of a whole paragraph it's only telling you some of the information but if that one little bit is something you connect to and you relate to well then it's real art's one of those strange things because it's you know part of it is your creative spirit saying what if what if we do this and then it's your logical mind saying i think we can you know, and then it's your body saying, I know the technique to execute this and do this correctly. And then it's your heart telling you this feels right. And then it's your soul telling you this is what you were supposed to do. And at any point in time, in anything you create, if any part of someone else on those different levels matches up, well, then you made that connection. And that's what it was for. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you find that uh, being just being able, as the artist, being able, like as you're talking about all those different elements, do you find that it, the longer you've done this, is it easier for you to kind of listen to those different, I mean, to kind of hear those different aspects that you speak of or answer yes. those questions? Yes, yeah, because it, it's, it's always an investigation. I love it because it's challenges. It's always challenges. I will purposely select imagery to use that I know will be difficult to paint. I know it's going to technically challenge me. And then, you know, it, the, the concept, the birth of the idea of, of what you manifest in your mind to create, that's a challenge within itself. You always have to take it a next step further. You could sit back and be like, well, I did this before. I bet I could do this again. And then just you redo the same image over and over again. But if you're not really investigating what you're doing with the idea, then it just becomes repetitive. And it's no longer a motif or an iconography that you're working with. It's, it's just reproducing the same. So it's about the challenge for me. It's about always challenging what I'm working with, what I'm going to. Not one piece will be alike. And so, it, yeah, it is that. And then, it's, you know, it's all those other emotions. Like I said, it's, it's your heart saying, like, does this really feel right? I'll complete pieces and I'll sit back and look at them. And I'm like, no, it just feels wrong. And I paint over the entire thing. You know, and it could be something I've worked on for weeks. And I still will take it away because I'm like, no, it's not true to what I wanted. You know, um, and then even sometimes that's freeing. It, it's like it's, it's like pulling away. Go ahead and destroy what I made and rebuild and start over again. So it, it's all those things. But the the purpose part, the part of me that's like, well, this is what I know I was born to do. It's it's unavoidable. I probably couldn't make couldn't stop making art even if I tried. No, no matter what, inevitably I'm going to find some way to do it. Very interesting. So this is something that you know is a very, very deep inner drive that this is... This oh, is. yes, yes. Uh, there have been times in my life where I honestly, I couldn't afford canvas and I couldn't yeah. afford paint and I couldn't afford brushes and I couldn't afford materials and I had no studio space and I had nothing to work with. And I found 
earth and rocks and branches and leaves and trees and I still managed to orchestrate my imagery into the ground. You know, I had to do it somehow. I had to create it somehow. I had to find what I needed to work with somehow. And it's 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 the one thing I do best. So it's the one thing I really know how to do. And it's satisfying and so I couldn't avoid it. And you know, I was working a regular day job. I think I was a cashier then. You know, and I was yeah, like I said, I couldn't afford any of my materials and stuff, but I still had to create, and so I did. Yeah, it's, I find that very interesting because that leads me to my next question. I was going to ask you, you know, how over the years that you've created artwork or that you've honored that, you know, as far as honored that calling, if you if you look back over the long run, how you see how this is, or can you see uh, that it's changed you in some ways, or maybe oh, looking yes. at your own evolution? Yes. It'd be interesting to hear maybe anything you'd want to share. Oh, yeah. You know, it started when I was small, and I think I told you about this. My first memory is being a child and drawing in the sand, in the dirt, pictures. And that's my first memory. It's the first thing I can ever recall in my life. And from there, it was like always going back to that, always going back to that instinct of mark making, always going back to what it is I could make. And then it translated into, you know, as a kid, it translates into crayons and watercolors, and then it becomes pen and ink and... Um, you know, pencil, and then becomes you know paint, and then for me it took on the form of ceramics and clay and metalwork and etching and sculpture and glass blowing and all these different things, and it's constantly translating and growing. And every time I go to work on a new piece or, like I said, cultivate a new concept I want to create, uh, it it is the challenge it's sometimes I sit back and I think this is what I want to make is painting the right way to do it maybe it needs to be done another way you know um, and then I when I get to those places where I'm, I'm having difficulty the, the challenge I'll reach out to my other friends who are artists other people who are creative minds just other people I trust and their their thought process and their opinion and I've related to and I'm like, what do you think about this? I have this idea how, you know, this is one path I could go by about creating it. Do you have any other ideas? Do you have any other input? Or I've already started the piece and I'm like, come critique, come tell me what's wrong with it. You know, before you tell me what's right, tell me what's wrong with it. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know the worst of it. Yeah. You know, I want to go through the storm before I see the light, so tell me. And that's, that's how it's always been for me. Yeah. It's it's very interesting though that just the statement I just I find that really uh, refreshing that it's like you, you, I mean or that it's it's really inspiring in a lot of ways that you cannot see yourself you can't see yourself not doing this in some way. Um, yeah, I mean, I the only other thing I've ever had so much devotion and love for is my child. Yeah, and I get to share it with her. Yeah, I get to share art with her, and that is, I mean, she gave me life. And she breathed life into my work. A lot of my pieces I'll, I'll paint her, or I'll paint things about her, yeah. aspects of her. Um, sometimes I have these pieces and they just look like these abstract colors and nothing really specific. And um, I've had people look and they're like, oh, are those backgrounds for other pieces? And I'm like, maybe, but really it's, it's hard to describe, but it's like those intangible feelings I have towards her. You know, like when one piece, it, you know, like I said, it's just colors and tones, but it's it's the day that she held on to me so tight and I felt that happiness and warmth. So yeah. it's me capturing those little moments. And then sometimes they do become backgrounds for pieces. And then that's what it is. It's like 
that love for her I have is always sitting in there somewhere. I'm not going to throw it out there for all the world to see, but I know it's always there. Yeah. I was going to say, too, how cool is this that, you know, someday she will have this body of work of yours. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, for instance, not that this is about me, but I'm sitting here thinking about my own parents, and both of them are no longer with us, and I don't really have... And, I, and I've talked to numerous people who don't really have a lot that they, you know, that they can look at that their parents created. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be, you know, our visual art, but it's just the fact that she's going to have this incredible body of work of yours to... Oh, not just mine, her father's as well. Her yeah. father's an artist. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, I, I met him at art school, and so... Uh, uh, her father, my ex-husband, he's a wonderful artist, and he's a street artist and graffiti artist, and he introduced me to so much of that and educated me. And um, so she's she's very fortunate. She has a lot of different resources and a lot of she has her own diverse taste in art. I love it. I love it because whenever we first came in here, she was looking around, and I was like, "What do you like and why?" Interesting. You know? And so she'll tell me, and she'll say, "Oh, I like this," and then she. Because both her parents are artists, she gets familiar with techniques and different materials and things. And she was looking at something, and she was like, "Oh, that's a that's a woodblock print." You know, she recognizes just through the imagery the technique because she has a familiarity with it. She, you know, she she likes abstract work. She has her own favorite painters. And why? And how old is she? Is she seven? Seven. Oh seven. my gosh! Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I maybe I didn't I didn't have any. <laughs> in terms of favorites or know that much about this, that's probably since I was in my 30s. I yeah. mean, that, that is so cool, though, that she is already... And then she makes her own. I always encourage her to, I'm like, you want your own paint, you want your own materials, you don't touch mine, because those are what mommy works with. Yeah. You have your own, of course. <laughs> but she always does, and she creates beautiful things. And yeah. I love it, because sometimes she's, you know, I, I sit there and I learn from her. It's very interesting because, you know, I encounter, of course, you know, having been a parent myself and my daughter's, you know, grown up and and living her life, uh, you know, and obviously being around people who have their children with them. But it's it's very interesting. I get this sense. And there again, this is only the second time that I've been around you. But I really do get the sense that this is not just, you know, this is not this is not just your child. I mean, this is a a real I mean, this is a very important part of your life that. Um, and the connection that you all have. It's it's very easy to pick up on that. Yeah. No, like I said, Aurora. I didn't. I didn't give birth to my child. She gave life to me, That's and very she, she she brought life to me. She brought a new world to me, and the gift of being a mother, and the gift of having this brilliant child, and watching her grow. And she's she's my hero. <laughs> you know, she's my champion. She's she's everything. Yeah. And and then watching what she does, I'm I'm always excited. I love it when she she asks for help. And things I'm like, oh, you actually need any advice from me? I think you got this. You're, you really are on point. Like I'm so, I'm so amazed by you. But you know, and, and like I said, we get to share art. Yeah. And then sometimes she'll look at things. She'll she'll be going through magazines or Instagram or something, and she'll show me something, and she'll be like, "Mommy, look at this." And it's it's so cool because yeah. she has her own unique vision and eye for things and. It's really, really amazing. And what a wonderful gift! I was going to say, there's so many kids, you know, so many kids that you know that I knew as growing up as a child that didn't necessarily. It wasn't that they didn't care about what their parents were doing, but they had different interests. And then you run into a lot of parents who, you know, maybe their kids are, you know, it's vice versa that there's, you know, there's an appreciation and a respect, but there's not necessarily that shared. And so I think it's so cool that did you just did this just kind of happen? Was it a surprise to you that you found yeah. that she was interested in, in yeah, art? Yeah, because. Uh, like, like I said, um, both her parents are artists, and when when we were married, we both would joke or like, let's not make her be an artist. You yeah. know, like like if she develops an interest on her own, 
you know, but we used to joke like she's she's going to be the polar opposite of us. She's going to be like an attorney or something, much more logical <laughs> and responsible than an artist. <laughs> you know, but but on her own, she cultivated interest in it, and she loves music, and uh, that's a big part of who she is. Yeah. And so you know, we're always just letting her have her own voice, have her own vision of it. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to give. You have to allow children to champion their own freedoms in certain ways. You can give them so much guidance, but you have to let them champion their own freedoms because it makes them a whole person. Yeah. So. It's very cool. I, in fact, it was interesting when you had communicated with me about, you know, if it's okay if she if she comes. And I was almost thinking to myself, I didn't say it to you, but I was thinking, I can't imagine it if she didn't. I don't know what that would be like if she did come with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's my partner. She's she's usually always by my side. Yeah, that's very cool. And then lastly, uh, I wanted to ask you, and I just found this out today. I know I'd mentioned to you, you know, when you got here earlier, that uh, I had been visiting with Darren Sipaneri today, and he was yes. talking to me about... You're actually painting live during yes. musical performances, yes. and so I thought it would be really interesting. I've never met an artist that has actually done that or does that, oh, and so okay. I just wanted to hear from you a little bit about maybe you know what what that's like for you or what inspired you, how you got started doing that. Or. Oh, okay, so live painting it came out it came out in a really odd way. Um, so I've kind of trained myself to be able to at least capture a very distinct, recognizable parts of images in a short amount of time. Hmm. And it kind of started with, uh, years ago when I started, I think I told you I did these large-scale ink drawings on bed sheets. Yeah. And I wasn't intending on getting myself, tra training myself this way. But what I figured out with uh, that was because of the how the ink worked and the mark making and stuff, that once I started one, I had to finish it in all in one session. So once I started one of these drawings, it had to be all done at once. And I got down to where, it, you know, at first it took me like, half a day and then it started taking me less and less time and then I got down to where I could finish one in anywhere from three to five hours and I was like but this is working with ink and it's got uh, it's so much more of a vulnerable material you have to be careful with it and so then I started saying well if I can draw that fast with this ink on this like loose materials with all these different vulnerabilities to it how well can I do it on canvas with paint and then I kind of timed myself doing a painting you know, and sometimes it's just, it's quick, it's underpainting work. And I got down to where I could do it in less than an hour. So then um, different friends of mine, this was like back when I was out in New Mexico, we would do these live painting events for, you know, to bring more of a draw into our art openings or different things like that. And it was similar. We had friends who were musicians. They would be performing. We would be doing the live paint, and it was, it was fun. And then the first major one I did here was for the Red Feather Gala for uh, Oklahoma IHS. And that was like a completely different setting because they actually had us up on like a stage with a whole oh, audience wow. there. And it was not something I was super comfortable doing. <laughs> but, um, and I mainly work in portraiture, so there's, it's like an artist trick. If you're working from a photograph or an image, turn it upside down and it allows you to, um, your brain turns off what you're looking at. So then you just see the shape, form, line, all those things. And you're able to capture it more accurately because you're not focusing on what it is you're painting, like what, what the object is, the thought process of what it is. You're just seeing the form of what it is. So then you start translating that easier. And so I started painting at this gala, and I'm painting it upside down. And then when I got done, I flipped it back over, and, and people seemed to like that. <laughs> so um, I did that several times at different, uh, different live paints. And then I started getting asked to do them at other events. Um, 
my friend John Cia. She's hosting uh, an event coming up here in Bricktown. And I'll be doing the live painting there. Uh, tomorrow night I'm doing one at, uh, at Bigfoot Creative in Norman. Oh, wow. And I've worked with them several times doing live paints there. But I've done them all over, the, like, in different parts of... And I love it because they're always cool events. You know, it's never just, like, just something that's art-based. It's, it's music and it's poetry and it's, it, it's always something that's creating a good creative energy and space so that it makes it easy for me to work yeah you know it, it, it's the right environment for me to do that because like i said i usually I'll, I'll be private you know when i'm at home working but that and you can see it in the paintings you know you could tell the difference between the live paint work and the stuff i do at home oh, because okay. there's a translation of that energy but i think all of it's good all yeah. of it's it, it should happen you know yeah sometimes you, you gotta get out of your comfort zone oh absolutely and then do you find too that you are kind of taking whatever's going on whether it's someone reading poetry or there's mm -hmm. music are you do you think a lot of that is just you unconsciously yes processing or do you find that sometimes you get so wrapped up in what you're doing that even though you know you're maybe not consciously listening or you're maybe hearing things but is it do you think maybe it's kind of oh, a lot no, of that's it always influences it influences it, it makes a difference you know? yeah um one of the first ones i did with music playing was darren and when he was performing and it was these songs that had these i, I don't know how to describe it. it it was it felt like light hitting you you know mm -hmm. it, it brought that feeling of almost like a warm relief on you and then I started painting this female figure, and there was light coming from her, and it was those things. So, it, you know, and, and he saw it, he was like, this is kind of about what I was seeing. And I was like, yeah, it was It was kind of, it, you could see the relationship there. Yeah. It was very, very cool. It was one of the, one of the funnest things I think I'd ever done when I got the opportunity to start uh, doing live paint. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. No, I appreciate you sharing that because that is, I mean, that's really intriguing to me. And I would imagine as you, you know, as you do that in different venues with different types of music and yeah. different feel and different energy, yeah. I'm sure I, I'm sure each each time it's a, it's a surprise to a certain degree, isn't it? Yeah. As far as not knowing necessarily how it's going to go or, you know, how it's how something's going to take shape. And yeah, and and I think that's the thing for all. Art. Well, I don't know any artist that paints in silence. Like you have to have your music, you have to have your your sound occurring while you paint so at home if I'm there and I have my you know my playlist of everything I enjoy that helps inspire me when I get the opportunity to live paint and there's actual musicians there like I said that energy just hits you stronger it's an abundance of it yeah and it translates beautifully and and, I, and I'm assuming too that uh, it, it'd be interesting to know as far as the the audience do you find that that kind of draws the I mean do you find that that draws some of those people in and they're they get really they get really fixated on what you're doing yes yes it does I like to pretend they're not there, though, because oh. it makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not a musician. They're used to it. They, they like yeah, it. Having yeah, having the audience. Yeah, and, uh... me. No, I'm like, I'll have my back to them, you know, because I'm like, I, I don't want to, I, I can't look at you while I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, I can get lost in the music and let that happen that way, but, yeah, I, but the, and then it's, it's interesting because depending on, like, the venue and the space, people will come up and start um, talking to me too while I'm working. And so then sometimes that, it it doesn't make me nervous, it helps in some ways. Because then I, it's like almost like I have a ongoing critique as it's being made sometimes, yeah. which is really cool. And I feel bad when I can't like stop to focus to answer questions completely. Um, but it's, it's really a neat interaction. 
Yeah. I definitely look forward. I'm definitely hoping to, to see one of these in the future. I just, I'm really intrigued by that. So I really appreciate you sharing a little more about that process. And it's definitely been good to catch up with you. And yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks really again for coming out again. tonight and bringing Aurora with you. Yes. Thank you.